What, which, this, that, or the other? From Bonnaroo to Coachella, traversing the music festival landscape can be tricky. That's where we come in with high fives for everyone. The What Podcast with Brad, Barry, Lord Taco, dedicated to exploring the entire festival scene. Brad has worked in the radio industry for more than 20 years and currently lives in Brooklyn, where he is program director for three stations, including one in New York, one in Detroit, and one in Miami. Barry's been a reporter for the Chattanooga Times Free Press, covering all aspects of the entertainment industry since 1987. That's before you were born. Lord Taco, the smart guy who makes these podcasts on our website at thewhatpodcast.com work. Also really good at identifying babies, loves blue-haired moms, PBR, and his beautiful Volkswagen bus. We all fell in love with the Bonnaroo Festival years ago, not only because of the amazing bands that play there every year, but also because of the incredible community spirit that has developed around it. Radiate positivity. And we really like talking about the inside baseball stuff when it comes to putting on a huge music festival. So join us. You can hear the What Podcast on the Consequence Podcast Network or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey, 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 hey! How y'all feeling? Journey through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands? This year, that matter. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corner. So, if anything got me uh, hype, as the kids would say, they got me lit AF for Bonnaroo Anticipation. Uh, That national album that came out has me exploding with excitement. I am in love with this new national album. Absolutely obsessed with it, Barry Corder. It's pretty doggone good. Yeah, you like it? I was just reading uh, the latest Relics issue from our friends up there at Relics. Oh, how are our pals at Relics? They're doing very well. That's a great magazine. They they have a nice... nice, What'd they say about it? Loved it. Did they? Absolutely. I so I, I have a theory about especially when it comes to albums that I really, really love, I try not to read anything about them because it will totally take me in a different direction if I really like it. And then I'll even with albums I really don't like, I'll read reviews about stuff that I don't really care about. But like the Anderson Pac album that came that's right. two before this, the one before this last one, Oxnard, I specifically didn't read anything about it because I did not like it. And yeah. I was afraid that I was going to read a review that was going to pull me in one direction or the other and change my mind about it. But then this latest one, I was over the moon excited about, and it was so good. And then I read the reviews, and everybody's just like, meh, whatever. Well, what I loved about this review is it said that they, these guys had been so good and pushed the limits for so long that it's almost hard for them to surprise you with a good record. Yeah. And that, and yet they did. Well, their last album was just so sort of like hook-driven. And it was, it was outside of the Nationals, uh, what I know of the National East, or what I fell in love with. It was so hook-driven, and it was so almost pop-friendly that this album is, to me, a little bit more true to form of what I remember the National 10 years ago. Anyway... Yep. Off on a tangent. Welcome to the pod. The it's Bonner your special podcast. day, Brad. So is, you, we can do whatever you want to do. Keep saying that over and over. This is your special day. The What Podcast, a podcast for you, Bonnaroovians, by us, Bonnaroovians. Barry Corder from the Chattanooga Times Free Press. I'm Brad Steiner uh, from a, a dumb radio station. Chattanooga doesn't matter. 
Um, so uh, this is uh, a day where I, we go through some of my picks. Last week we did Barry's picks, and uh, today we'll do my picks. One of my picks today is shared by you, yep. and turns out that person will be calling us a little bit later on this uh, this show. Just because that's how big we are. Oh, yeah. yeah. We you make throw a pick, out, throw and it. all of a sudden they want to be on the show. <laughs> Let me just say, I have picked Beyonce, 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 yeah, Beyonce, exactly. Dolly Parton. Are any of them calling? Exactly. I don't think Not so. Not yet. Uh, so let you just jump into it because we've got a lot to cover, and uh, I want to make some time for her here in a second because I, I'm really excited to talk to uh, Diva Mahal. Diva Mahal was one of your picks last week, one of my picks this uh, this week for Bonnaroo 2019, and. I, I don't know if her songs weren't infectious enough, and if her music and voice wasn't infectious enough. Boy, that laugh! Yeah, she's, she's got cool. a giggle like grandma. She's, she's got my cool. grandma giggle that I just she just reels yeah. me in, man. She's very cool, and she had some news, or just coinc- uh, coincidentally, uh, some big news. Yeah, we'll that, that get to uh, that in here a second. Her, so yeah, lots to talk about. I want to start uh, somewhere you didn't start last week when you went through your picks for Bonnaroo 2019. I'm going to start on Wednesday. I started too because there's what four events on the calendar? Uh, there's one Two in particular. Re- repeats. Yeah. One is uh, a big one and I that's know. the Rubus party. Yes. I want to start at the Rubus party. Now last year we wanted to do this too but it turns out where we camp they won't let us back into camp if we leave right. through Cineroo. So we last year we had trouble trying to figure out a way to get back into camp. Uh, because on Wednesday night, if we leave out of Cineru, because we have to go through Cineru to get to GA, right. if we had gone out, we would not have been come, been able to come back in. So that's the re- only reason why we missed the repeat repeat party right. with Rubus last year. This year, we've got to figure out a way to get to GA and get to the Rubus party and get back in so that we can uh, you know say Absolutely. hello to everybody. Absolutely. Yeah, we got to figure that out. We'll we'll start working on that. But you're correct. It starts. It'll actually start Wednesday afternoon i assume if we're going to go up for the media yeah we'll get there for the media stuff now what time is that usually usually noon there okay. central so oh, okay yeah makes for a long oh that's a long day <laughs> it's a long I'll tell week you, this is not your problem and i understand this sounds like way too inside baseball when we get there we go through the media thing and then we have to just sit there for five hours sit there like total losers in the convention center waiting for credentials to open and we're just like sitting there watching people do paperwork it is so obnoxious yeah it's a little weird but on the other hand for me it feels like we're there nothing else to do drink a beer let's just start drinking yeah, just start drinking. Uh, but I like going to the media thing because we get to see the place when it's empty. We get to see when it's empty, and then Thursday morning, uh, well, Wednesday night's a fun night because we get to walk around fest- the festival grounds and see like the panic that's ensuing and like right. them trying to build everything and right. fix it, you know, like while it's happening. It's amazing how quickly they can put something together, and then by Thursday morning when we get out there, everything's, everything's perfect. Going. It's pristine. Yep. Uh, but I'm going to start at the same place that you started last week with Peach Pit. A very very. Uh, very sweet, very ethereal sound that I think will fit very nicely uh, as a Thursday evening start to our festivities. Uh, and then we're going to go Grand Ole Opry because that lineup got released this week. And I think that as good as it is, I think all of us look at it and say, boy, the possibilities are endless yeah. with this. Yeah. I mean, you got some Old Crow, uh, Ricky Skaggs, right? Yeah. I mean, which by the way, this is like underground ricky skaggs has been here a few times oh yeah he's been here a bunch hasn't he well he's just a great performer he's one of those guys um vince uh vince gill yeah uh that could play with anybody mm-hmm. i mean he's world-class talent 
and can play anything, do anything. And you stumbled upon a name just now that I just Vince Gill would be great at Bonnaroo. Yes, he would. He would be really good. <laughs> and as a like my un, like I don't want to say it too much, but man, there was a part of me when I was a kid that listened to a lot of country music, and Vince Gill was on all the time, all the time. Yeah, he had he had a a moment for sure. But he's 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 like Ricky Skaggs. He's just very very good and can play anything. And I think. To your point, I think a lot of the people on that lineup can cross genres and will cross genres and just love to play with other folks. Yeah. That's what makes it so interesting. And I don't pretend to be any sort of Bonnaroo historian, but I think he's been here several, several, several times. Almost like, yeah, he's sort of of like the Nashville country stalwart that keeps coming back to Bonnaroo every year. He seems like that guy that if you called him right now and said, hey, some people coming over to sit (laughs) on the porch, you want to come pick a little? He would be there. Uh, I I keep going through the the rest of Thursday. And uh, by the way, before I get too deep into these picks... I noticed that for the first time, and I, you know me, I like to go pretty deep and I like to show off a little bit, you know, trying to, you know, keep my credibility. And I, I say that very openly. I, I try to be a little bit left field sure. and some stuff like this, but I went through my picks this year, Barry. First off, I went all chalk. I mean, I went all number one and number two seeds mostly. Yeah. And I realized that I could very easily see none of these people. I think I mentioned something similar last week. I avoided the headliners, probably out of that same sort of snobbery type of thing, Uh but also because I think people already know them. And also, just like you, I could miss every single one of them. Yeah. There's only two artists that I absolutely will not miss. I won't miss. The rest of them, I'm just like, yeah, take it or leave it. Yeah, because there's so many other options, number one. Number two, it's just, you know, do you want to fight that crowd? Do you want to get into all that? I don't know. But I, I, think I th- keep saying every week, this is going to be the most unusual Bonnaroo for me ever. But those, but that's the kind of thing that I, I is actually, you know, six months ago, I'm dying for a certain lineup. I'm dying for certain artists to be there. I actually prefer it this way. I prefer it this way of like being totally open and able to go anywhere and do anything and not necessarily being tied to anything that I, I have to have to be at. I mean, I look at, you know, half of my list I probably won't even see because I'd, I'd just rather just do something else. I'm not complaining. I, I'm I won't with complain you. about that either. No, I'm no, not. I think that's, and that's my point is it, I can have a plan, but I'm going to get there and it's going to be whatever happens, happens, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. So uh, I definitely want to see Peach Pit. I definitely want to see Grand Ole Opry. Uh, I would like to uh, play with Saba. I think Saba is uh, really interesting, and um, we sort of played him a little bit during the uh, Bonner Roulette show, but I'm, I'm interested to see how this kid goes from really interesting dynamic album cuts to putting it together on stage uh, because normally stuff like this doesn't doesn't translate so I also like to think about when I'm trying to plan out my day where the moments are gonna be uh, like like last year I knew for a fact Knox fortune was gonna be a moment because Knox is such a good friend with chance the rapper and I knew once his hit hit chance the rapper was coming Right. So if I had to guess the first place of the schedule that we're going to see a Chance a Rapper sighting, it's going to be with his own fine Saba. From Chicago, Chance a Rapper is sort of darling. And uh, if, if there's a moment that's going to happen on Thursday, it's probably going to be right there uh, at Saba. Because I wonder how across the board this kid is known. I, I really, for, for a hip hop artist, I like him a lot. What stage? Great question. I was hoping that you had this information. <laughs> 
This is how Barry. By the way, this is how I organize my schedule. It's on the the same. It's on the back of my uh, my waste resources bill. Which, I'm as, way, I was as organized as you. Yeah, which, by the way, I owe way too much money to the city of Chattanooga. All right, so uh, Saba is uh, sort of my absolute go-to on Thursday. But the problem then becomes how I organize the rest of my night on Thursday uh, because I'd like to play with Bulo. I'd like to see that because I think that she's going to be the darling of the industry. I've said this a couple of weeks back. There's some heat on her, but unfortunately at the same time as the show that I will not miss... For the life of me at the festival, it's Rolling Blackouts Coastal Fields. So this was as soon as, soon as Hope Downs came out, it became quickly my favorite album of last year. I, I loved it so much. It was on repeat, repeat, repeat. And what I don't know is how it's going to translate uh, as a live show because I've never seen them. I don't know anyone that has seen them. All I know is I love this album so much and I hope it's as good as I think it is. They, they, they toe the line sometimes between being like a garage punk band and a jam band all at the same time. Yeah. And so how how they marry those two things live, I'm exceptionally excited to see. I think it's going to be great. We keep saying Thursday is such a big day. It's going to be a great day. Yeah, and then after rolling blackouts, I'm sort of at the mercy of the farm. Whatever you whatever you bring to me, I'll do. I agree. All I, I know is I'm going to keep it under control on Thursday. It's going to stay <laughs> pace, under control. Pacing, pacing, pacing. Yeah, for, because Friday uh, begins uh, pretty early. I would like to start Friday with item A, and uh, mainly because we talk about this a lot with feeling and sound and space when it comes to Bonnaroo. Ida May seems like the perfect way. I'll put it this way. Their sound seems perfect for the moment in which they were chosen for, which is Saturday at some something like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Ida May, my uh, first pick for Friday at Bonnaroo. Now, this is, you know me, Americana singer-songwriter is not necessarily my lane, right? I'm not, right. I'm not blown away by this kind of stuff. But again, uh, I am obsessed with this idea of time and space on the farm, and I will go see an artist just because it fits that that sort of sound and feel that I'm going for. I agree, and I, we didn't say it a minute ago about Peach Pit, but I think they're the same. That's exactly right. And, and both of them are going to start the days for us Thursday, and you, you said earlier Saturday, but the, just now you said Friday. They are Friday. Oh, yeah, so, my bad. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I completely agree. It just a what a great way to start. Yeah, and and just feels like it's a nice ease into yep. the festival, especially if you roll in on a Thursday night. If you roll in Thursday night or maybe even Friday morning, it, that's a perfect way to acclimate yourself to the surroundings that you have. I keep going back to the Bahamas show several years ago. I you know I bring that up all the time. That was a brand new artist to me, and it but it was just the perfect place, the perfect time. Yeah, that's like right. You're talking about yeah, it and a- like I, the other one that I had that was at a perfect time and a perfect place was uh, yeah, yeah, yes, mm. and this was 2000 and who knows. Yeah, and it was like it was like dead in the middle of the day. Yeah. it was so hot, but it was a blowout, a blowout when head with, heads will roll came on. Avid Brothers on the witch stage. That one oh, year sure. was that way for me. Just felt like a perfect Bonnaroo moment. Yeah. Stevie, was, Stevie Wonder at 8 o'clock at night, six yeah. somewhere around there. Perfect moment. Yeah. Sun was going down. It was getting cool. And he started playing that thing that he always yeah, plays, yeah, whatever yeah. that thing is. The, the accordion piano. The, the, 
what does he call it? I don't like know a, what it's called. Like a guitar, a keytar. Yeah. I think okay. that's what it is. K-E-Y, keytar. Yeah. I love I love those moments, and I will search them out every time, even if it's an artist that I'm not necessarily the most fond of or a, a, a style in which I necessarily love. Uh, Goya one better last year. We're in treaty. As great Absolutely. as that show was, I think it worked so well because of exactly where it was at the exact time that it was at. Well, the ultimate, and you're, you're a convert, is my morning jacket. I just think they're the right. perfect Bonnaroo band. Yes, um, anytime, any, you know, day, whatever. True, but, but there's something different about that, like, when his hair gets that wind at night. You yeah, know, that's, that to me is so much fun. It starts getting into the wee hours, and it just it just feels like Bonnaroo. And I say this to not not the Bonnarooians who have know exactly the, the smell, the feel, the taste that we're talking about. I say this to the new person. You'll know it when you feel it. Yep. There's gonna be a moment where you look around like this is. I don't know what I'm listening to, but this is exactly the soundtrack for what I needed in my soul at this moment. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I mean, sometimes it can be that you're dancing like crazy, but for me, normally it's just. It's dancing like crazy because you're such a dancer. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I have my moments, but (laughs) I'm. You know, it's. You know, there's there's parties where you're in the middle of the mosh pit or whatever you want to call it, having a good time. There's that feeling, but this is a different sort of thing. Right. You and I are talking about. That's exactly right. I'm glad you differentiated that because it's not about losing your mind at Macklemore a few years ago. Right. This is not when you're going to be in the pit for Childish Gambino or Post Malone. Right. This will be when the farm hits your soul. Right. In in a moment of, of clear-headedness. Well, maybe not so clear-headedness. That's but. a great... Macklemore is a great example because that was a terrific show and it was a complete surprise, but I wouldn't say it's what we're talking about. It's not at all what I'm talking about. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Completely uh, different. It was a moment. Yeah, absolutely. And it was like... Sh- Wow, I couldn't believe this was this big. Right, exactly. But it's not this just cut straight to your heart and cut straight through the noise and get you into it. That's when the that's when the farm hits you and that's when Bonnaroo hits you. Yeah. And that's when you start realizing that this is so much more special than any other place that you're going to find. It's going to sound really corny and I mean it to be, but it's the truth. It just feels like a big hug. Oh, that is nice. <laughs> it's very warming. And I, to me, every time I, I keep coming through the lineup and I keep listening back to, to artists I just that's why I keep coming back to Ida May like yeah. I, I and I'm trying to maybe I'm predicting a little bit too much and putting it out in the universe and I might jinx it at this point but it just feels like Friday afternoon if I can get my ass out off of the chair right. and out of camp into the into the grounds that's going to be probably the moment that yeah that sinks it in for me Warren Treaty was that way Davey last year was that way for a different reason that was a lot more pop but they were just so happy to be there so happy it was fun to be a part of it the other thing that's happening on friday as soon as the day gets started uh, on the what stage and this is what i'm baffled by and i may be talking again a little bit too inside baseball here but uh, there's a band named rival sons on the what stage i know rival Sons just because i talked to atlantic records on occasion and you know, I, the guy that i talked to is on the road with them sometimes i had no idea that this rival sons was this big I have no, I know nothing. You know nothing about them. They're just, nothing. they're just a rock band. They're like an active rock band, and it's a lot of guitars, and it's a lot of like guys wearing black. And uh, you know, it's Familiar. not for me, and I'm sure it's for somebody else. But I'm like the 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 artists they chose to put on the main stages during the day spots are really strange to me. Now, Casey Musgraves, right? Is 
is one that. Well, Casey makes no. She's on the what? Casey makes a little sense, a little like, but but AJR and the witch. Yeah, yeah, I know that one makes just has you flummoxed. No sense, and I mean, I I can't wrap my head around that. I cannot wrap my head about rival sons on the what. They must know something that I don't. Uh, I can understand catfish in the bottom, and these guys travel with a massive following. But rival sons, I didn't realize was as. I mean, are they big? I feel like I do this for a living. Are they that big? <laughs> I don't know. I, I really don't know. I've given you my absolute can't miss for Thursday, my absolute can't miss for Friday, uh, and it's the second of maybe only three or four artists that I am going to absolutely not miss is Cherry Glaze. All right, so it may not be for everyone, but it sure is hell uh, it for me. I love her, and... I know that she's a uh, she's a prickly one. I know she's going to uh, ruffle some feathers. She's going to say some stuff that's going to probably be pretty uh, controversial on stage. Look, she's 21, and she has got some shit to say. And she doesn't like the world. She doesn't like what's happening in it. And she says it in every one of her songs. She says it in every one of her performances. In the, in the moments, there are people that I really dislike doing that. Uh, but from her... It feels genuine and it feels like it is just who she is. Most of the time, I feel like, especially now, where artists feel as though they have a... They have to say something, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's what the moment calls for. They're almost doing an impression of something that they're supposed to be saying or an impression of someone that they like. This girl has something specific to say... And it is all anti the patriarchy. She doesn't want to be held down by men anymore, and she hates the fact that her her entire gender has been held down for as long as they have. I think she's great. She was on my list. By the way, did you make um, a Spotify playlist? I did always? not. Should I do that? Yeah, I think so. <sighs> okay, if I have I, just because based on the comments, some, we've had some comments. Okay, people have enjoyed listening. All right. Um, so, so they don't want to follow along on the back of my waist, Bill. It, my city you take Chad- a picture of it. <laughs> Instagram. It. Yeah, Snapchat good luck trying it. to read my handwriting. Yeah, good luck. Uh, so yeah, Cherry Glazer is my absolute will not miss artist of Friday. And then of course, then it all becomes a mess. Uh, Friday becomes a total mess. And I am I'm not going to miss Parquet Courts. I've I've seen them now half a dozen times. Honestly, one of the great memories I have, one of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my life, was the first time I ever saw Parquet Courts. And it was at a place called The Empty Bottle, which is this tiny, tiny little club in, in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, and it's a legendary music venue. But it, if it held 150 people in there, I'd be stunned. Yeah, that's and, a good one. and it was like a house party. It was like I was like standing right next to them while they're pl- like just slamming into me. Well, like I don't even know how he was playing the bass guitar because he was basically hitting me with it every <laughs> every time he turned around. Since then, and then seeing them on major festival stages, the show just keeps getting better and better and better. You know, I know they're gonna they get a little bit of grief because they've become a little bit of a commercial darling, uh, and some of their songs have turned into be a little bit. Oh, God forbid, catchy and have something called a hook. But to me, uh, Parquet Courts is as fun of a listen translated to a live show as you're going to find on the entire line. Hey, uh, Barry Quarter, can you count how many times you've been outdone by nihilism? <laughs> that is a great line. It is a great line. They've got so many good gems, man. They've got so many good lines. Is uh, it fair to compare them at all to Moon Taxi? No. No, not, not sound wise. I meant career arc. No, no, no. Moon Taxi has blown up and they wanted to blow up and they allowed for commercial success. Okay. 
Parquet Course doesn't want any of that. I mean, they, they've had a sliver of it, but these guys just, they don't want any sort of, of attention when it comes to that, that level mm-hmm. of, yeah, okay. of success. I, I mean, if, if they could play the empty bottle every night, I think that they would be totally fine for the rest of their career. Okay. Um, so Parquet Courts gets me into Courtney Barnett, and I hate to say this, but I am probably going to miss Courtney Barnett. And it really bums me out because I cannot. I'll tell you all about it. Well, look, I think that I think that my same argument to you about certain moments last week, especially John Prine, is the same argument I'm going to make about Childish Gambino. I don't know how many more of these opportunities I'll ever be able to see Childish Gambino. Now, I will readily admit I am not totally uh, you know, familiar with Childish Gambino's catalog. And I know that I'm not going to know every song. And I don't care. All I know is that's going to be a moment. Something is going to... I can't tell you how many times I've watched this Coachella performance. It was damn near the best performance I've ever watched from that Coachella festival. This thing is going to be a moment. This thing is going to be massive. I feel like I've missed it too many times now already at Bonnaroo. And I'm not going to miss it this time. Uh, that makes perfect sense. And I know Courtney will be back. I know I'll see Courtney a hundred more times. And frankly, let's be totally honest with each other. There's no bigger Courtney Barnett fan than me. I brought her to all of you at camp, right? Yeah, right I told all right. of you what she was right. four years ago. But I've seen the show. The show is going to be the same show at Shakey's next year. This is going to be the same show at Insert Festival here. I'd, you I make love a her. good argument. I love her. I really do. But I'm not I'm not going to get the same show from Childish Gambino, and I may not ever get another show from Childish Gambino. So I will not, will not, will not miss an opportunity to be as close or in the pit for Childish Gambino as I can. And that, unfortunately, means I've got to leave very early to get there. Right, right. And that's what's weird about it. There's not a lot of crossover, is there? 15 minutes, half hour, maybe? Uh, there's enough. There's enough. And even if it's 15 minutes, I mean, even if I left 15 minutes early... I'm going to be, you know how far back I'll be for Childish Gambino? Yes. You've got to be there at least half an hour early yeah. to get into yep. the pit. Yep. And the way that I get in is I sort of have to, I go behind the stage and they sort of lock that down after a certain point. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not going to screw with it. Uh-huh. I'm not screwing with you. it. I got you. You might be able to pull me out of like seeing Post Malone in the pit, although I really want to. I'm not screwing around with getting in to see Childish in this moment because I feel like that's going to be the 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 thing that we all talk about come June 16th, 17th. Yeah, okay. It's a good argument. And then the rest of the night, I'm pretty much wide open. I mean, I, I'm not... It's going to be tough to pick between Solange and Beach House. Um, when is the uh, Super Jam? Super Jam is, is shortly thereafter Solange and Beach House. Yeah. I know that I'm going to be pulled in two different directions. I know there's going to be certain people at my camp that want to go to Beach House and certain people that want to go to Solange. And I have a feeling that the Beach House side is going to win <laughs> um, because, as my old buddy Nick would say, I just want to get high and sway to some shits. Uh, <laughs> and, and look, I love Beach House. I think Beach House does an amazing... I saw the show at, here in Chattanooga, and I, I do love it. And it is an odd space in time for that specific show to be at, so what, 11 o'clock at yeah, night? Yeah. That is a little strange. So I'm betting that the light show has gotten massive. I'm betting that it's gotten crazy ethereal. I don't know. I'm probably going to see that mainly because I've seen Solange before. Maybe. I I don't know. I really don't know. It's a coin flip. It really yeah. is a coin flip. That's what I'm saying. I'll just see how it goes. Flow with it. Yeah, I'll flow with it. You know what, Barry? I will flow with it. I'll flow with it. Good advice. And then I'm going to get to the Super Jam 
because we got news about the Super Jam as we got on the phone yeah. with our next guest, Diva Mahal. The Super Jam was announced the moment literally we hit talk on the phone, and this was our conversation with both Barry's pick and my pick for Saturday, basically morning, at Bonnaroo. Diva Mahal, welcome to the What Podcast, and welcome to, I guess, South Broad Street in Chattanooga, Tennessee. What's up, Chattanooga? How you doing? What's up, Diva? That voice, that voice, that voice. My God, that voice. <laughs> That's why we're talking. Yeah. I don't even want to talk hey, to you. I just, right. want to hear, I just want to hear you sing to me. Just sing whatever you want to me. Tell me sweet <laughs> things about myself. That's okay. <laughs> hey, we have, we've got a lot to talk about, because this is a big, big week for you. I, th- I think I have a surprise for even Brad. Oh, okay. Please tell me. But first of all, you, you get Wait, to be Wait, she's on, outside the door right, right now. Right now, no. First of all, you get to be on the What Podcast, <laughs> which is always huge, right? Yeah, sure. But you yes. got, you've had a couple of singles out, and then they just announced the Super Jam, and guess who's on it? <laughs> Barry Corder. Diva Mahal. No kidding. Yeah. That's big news. Isn't that great? Yes, I'm so excited. Yeah. You, now, the, tell me who the Super Jam is. I haven't seen the... Uh, the oh, geez, Louise. By the time we're go, this, this is going to be actually out, this is long gone news. Yeah, so. be a week, it'll be a couple of days old. But nonetheless, as we're speaking, I just got it. So, Diva, tell us about it. Well, I'm really excited. It's my first time doing Bonnie Roo ever. And to be invited to do the Super Jam is pretty rad. A bunch of my friends are playing in it, too, which I just noticed. Nikki Glaspie is playing, Big Yuki's playing in it, James Casey, just like some really awesome folks, and we're doing a tribute to artists of the past, so it's gonna be it's gonna be really really exciting. So, how long ago did they reach out to ask you about doing this? And when they asked you to do this, did you have ideas that you wanted to bring, or did they come to you with sort of like the overall gist of the the Super Jam? Uh, we were hoping to get asked to do Super Jam, you know, since we got asked to be part of Bonnaroo. And um, when the when the when they sent the email, we were like, "Oh my god!" And they they had the idea to do um, uh, this land is your land. I, I'm just excited to participate. Really, that's awesome. And so so you already knew about the Super Jam. I guess you already know Bonnaroo's history, and it was something that you wanted to be a part of specifically. Why? What was yes. it about it that that pulled you into the super jam world well i mean it's like a great place to to get together with incredible musicians and like vibe out with folks that you may never have gotten a chance to play with before and kind of just let loose as musicians and Mm -hmm. and you know i don't know it's it's all really exciting (laughs) yeah it sounds that sounds a bit overwhelming that's for sure this is your first plan have you ever been to crazy you guys. Yeah, I'm telling you. The big three. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever been to Bonnaroo? How did you know about the Super Jam and all that? So I've never been to Bonnaroo, but I have a ton of musician friends that have played it, and everybody talks about the the Super Jam. Oh, nice. Um, Really? My friend Nikki plays it a lot, and she's always talking about how it's like the sickest spot and where a lot of incredible music happens, and you know, that's where I want to be, so. When they when they wrote you and said they want to do This Land Is Your Land and all that kind of stuff, did you did they tell you who you'd be playing with? Did you uh, want to bring some of your people along? Did you get any sort of like creative, uh, sort of like back and forth? Were you able to add any sort of ideas? I have not okay. added any ideas. But I didn't ask to do it. I was just really excited to play that song, you know. Yeah, that's really cool. Man, that is such a that's gotta be such a thrill of a of like a career. Uh, you know, we talk about a lot of times when we talk to, to artists, especially when they do Bonnaroo the first time or just after their first time of doing Bonnaroo, 
We've actually never, I think, ever talked to somebody who's been included in the Super Jam. And to hear your just like natural giddiness for it is is sort of making me excited <laughs> for it. The closest I've come, I actually camped next to somebody who was going to be picked, but then got bumped for Brad's favorite person, uh, Howard. What's her name? Oh, uh, Brittany Howard. Brittany Howard. Wait, who did you care? Who got bumped? Um, oh, well. I'll have to think of her name. She may not. She got bumped for Brittany I Howard? Yeah. She was, she was gonna... I can't even be mad at that. Like... Oh, I know, right. She she <laughs> couldn't either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, who's going to be mad? Are you serious? She couldn't either. I mean, she wanted it, obviously, but it's like, yeah, that's Brittany Howard. Okay. Brittany Howard, him. Be still my beating heart, Brittany <laughs> Howard. Mean, come on. No kidding. Diva, I, I think you know, I hope you know that you were are one of my picks from early, early on when we started going through the lineup. Uh, I don't think oh, I knew really? you. Yeah, no, I, we, we do a thing called Bonnaroulette. That wasn't it. It was just a random pick. Wasn't no, it was a Bonnaroulette was day. Yeah, so we have, a, we have a wheel. We spin the wheel and whatever name it lands on, we sort of spend some time learning about the artist and playing the artist. And that was you. Yeah, you just happened to be one of those like, oh, look at that. Yeah, it was like first note or something. Oh, yeah, that's Uh, one. Yeah. And so last week we did my my picks for the festival and you were – you were definitely the pick for that day for me. So, well, I think I think that goes to show you. Uh, thank you so much, you guys. It's what goes to show you what Bonnaroo is is why it's so special to so many of us because we are consumption junkies. I mean, we're we do this for a living, and when Bonnaroo breaks an artist to us, that means something special to us. So, what I'm wondering is when when Bonnaroo breaks somebody like you to us, right, and and brings you to us and, and puts you into our world. I wonder who found you from Bonnaroo and who reached out to you to say, hey, we want you at this festival. I believe it was the powers that be <laughs> of the almighty Bonnaroo gods. Yeah. I'm going to venture. I don't know how they found out about me, though. I'm going to venture. It's because you know. you're good and they're good. Yeah. See, that's what I always wonder. Is like they like. Uh, sometimes I wonder if if you guys know this on stage, like you're just doing some sort of random show in Minneapolis or something, and you're like, man, I wonder who's in this, in this crowd tonight. Yeah, I wonder who's uh, out there because it that's could be question. somebody from Bonnaroo, it could be somebody from Lollapalooza, or you know, a tastemaker at Red Light Management who finds you and they say, we need her. We need to put her on there immediately. They write you down, and six months later, you get an email, and you never knew where it eventually originated. That, to me, is fascinating. I mean, that does happen. Like, I just got back from Australia playing at the Byron Bay Blues Fest. Ben Harper was in the audience when I played the Montreal Jazz Fest, and he spoke to um, the guy who runs Byron and was like, you have to book her, and next thing you know, I was there. So, Wow. It happens. Yeah, see, that's the crazy thing. You don't know when or where it's going to happen. But, man, you put on a, a, a good show, and you give them that voice of yours every night, I, good things are bound to happen, right? Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome, yeah. Oh, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about the two sing- singles, because, I mean, that's another thing. I don't know that we've we've done it maybe a couple of times where we've had an artist who was just had just released music, but... Uh, that's that's the third part of this busy week for you, right? New music out. Yeah, <laughs> today actually. So I, my first single that I've released since I dropped Run Deep comes out today. It's featuring my really good friend and incredible artist himself, Sun Little. And uh, him and I got together like from the day we met, we started making music. And so this is the result, the first result of that. It's called Goddamn. And that, that pretty much and tells you everything sounds- you know about the song, doesn't it? That's uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> I thought about cha- I thought about changing it, but then I was like, you know what? It just has to be it has to be that. Boy, uh, what a good track. Uh, you guys have just been doing this together. What about this song specifically after all the things that you get, guys did together? So this is the first song we like started working on together. We met, sat down, and just like shared stuff with each other. Mm. And then by the end of the day, we had started working on producing this track. Who was it that uh, came up with, with the title? Who said it first, you or him? <laughs> uh, me. <laughs> yeah, all right. I have a feeling when something like this, Hey, I think this is good. God damn, this is good. That's what I'm saying. It's uh, it's kind of Brad's reaction when we first heard your voice. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty so, great. Yeah, no, this this track is actually, it's, it, it seems like it's about terrestrial experience, but really, I was watch. I have a, I have an affinity for watching uh, um, Blue Planet, and I'm a big fan of David Attenborough. And there's this amazing segment about um, cuttlefish and <laughs> And, and how they procreate. <laughs> and, I have to say, this conversation really, did not really go the way I thought. Well, okay, so, like, the record, the first record was so much about me. It was so much about my life. It was so much about my experience. And so I wanted to, like, sit and write things about stuff that wasn't about me and, like, kind of see the humanness or see the the uh, connection between other experiences that weren't, weren't of myself. And so... When I was watching this thing, I was like, damn, you know, and I'm pretty sure I said, God damn, when I watched this, when I watched this segment, you know, because it, you know, like this, well, I don't know if I have time to explain it all, but like, basically like the smaller, like cut off this dresses and drag to, um, to create, <laughs> like, like create a little subterfuge. To um, basically get past the bigger cuttlefish who's hoarding all the females so that he can mate. <laughs> and <laughs> I love it. And I just thought that was so crazy. I thought it was hella funny. And I shared that idea with Aaron, some little, and he was like, oh my God, we have to write a song about this. So we did. And it. it's. It's a badass like bot. So. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> so the let me get this this straight. So. Uh, the the male cuttlefish, uh, he when he's trying to find his mate, he changes his 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 look up a, a little bit, right? Trying to find. Oh yeah, he touched. Yeah. Yeah. So he it's just... his tentacles. He changes his colors to, so, to, to, to 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 like represent his female. It's the story of every male on the exactly. planet <laughs> uh, trying to pretend he's somebody he's not, trying to get the woman that he wants. Okay. Exactly. I, I got it. Exactly. I got it. And it's not it's not even just it's not even just males. For me, I think it's like anyone sure. who's trying yeah. to like yeah, sure. you put on get that like dream dream person, you know, and then put on all your best. Put on your Sunday best. Man, and, and I guess and I guess that's what's driving you is authenticity. Because if you look around yeah. and see who's really cutting through right now in the industry, authenticity is sort of the name of the game. I mean, look how big Lizzo is right now, and it's all because she's authentic, yeah. authentic, one hundred percent her. Is that is that sort of like something that came from your upbringing? Is that uh, that inspired by the your father or how you grew up? Where does that uh, confidence come from? I mean, from? I you know, like growing up in Hawaii, it was like a very different experience. I guess I didn't really fit in a lot when I was a kid. I you know had no choice just to be myself. <laughs> sure. You know what I mean? It didn't work to it didn't work to like to like try to 
be someone else ever for me. And so when I make my music, obviously it stands to reason that like it has to do the same there because it's the most vulnerable, most intimate place that I can share really with people because it's something that I create in them myself, you know, it comes from within me. And I definitely had a very strong influence in that with my mother. If you ever met my mother, you will just know that she doesn't give, um, I don't know if I can, can I say? <laughs> yeah, you can. yeah, you can. Yeah, Okay, she don't give a fuck about what anybody thinks. <laughs> yeah, she's, and, she's an artist as well, right? So you had both parents who were very, yeah. uh, very artistic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Both of my parents are definitely very, like, the devil may care. You know, they very definitely do their own thing. But my mother is very much so, like, she won't stand on ceremony for anybody. If she believes something to be wrong or right, you're going to know it. And she just is herself, and so she really instilled that in me. So I read something interesting about your dad, and I wonder if it has anything uh, to do with maybe how you found Bonnaroo or maybe the reason why he wanted to play Bonnaroo. And if it doesn't, just go ahead and tell me I'm an idiot. But I saw him say one time that uh, music was designed for people to move, and that's why he liked outdoor performances. He said, uh, that's why I like to play outdoor festivals, because people will just dance. Theater audi- audiences need to ask themselves, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I wonder if you had the same feeling about uh, outdoor it festivals. like my dad. Yeah, okay. Uh, do you have sort of the same feeling? I love playing festivals. I have the same sentiment. I don't know if it would directly came from an exchange that him and I had, but he took me to festivals when I was a kid and kind of like first instilled that in me, you know. I think one of the first festivals he took me to was like a strawberry fest, and um, I was mesmerized right away, but I, I also played a lot of outdoor festivals while I was living in New Zealand. Really? Like, yeah, and that was like a huge experience for me of like really getting into the outdoor festivals like WOMAD and Floor and Big Day Out and things like that. They're huge festivals. Yeah. It was pretty special. Yeah. So you you're the second you're the second almost New Zealand based artist essentially that we've talked to this season. That's true. Uh, because you know we talked to I can't remember who was the artist that was from New Zealand. Was it Drax. Drax Project. Yeah. That's right. Drax Project from New, New Zealand. Oh, I know those boys. Yeah, <laughs> they literally just came to uh, my festival and played for me at the uh, running of the Chihuahuas a couple of weeks ago, and they're going to be at Bonnaroo. So you guys, oh, wow. you guys have two New Zealand what? products on the Bonnaroo schedule. Wow. That's insane. And we've talked to both and of them. we talked to both of them. <laughs> you get, we always ask everybody, yeah. David, when they're going, do you plan to, are you going to be around for several days, or is it a, I know you're doing the Super Jam. Yeah, so, I'll yeah. be there for a couple of days. That's awesome. Well, you'll have to come by Camp Nut Butter yeah. and visit with us, for okay. sure. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Did you say Nut Butter? Yes, that's, that's, it's, it's, it's ridiculous to say. You, you prefaced it with nothing. And you just gave her Camp Nut Butter without any sort of explanation. That's, yep. That's what it's called, Camp Nut Butter. <laughs> okay. It's funny. So, it's yeah. But it's uh, a great camp. Yes. You'll have to come visit. When is the Super Jam? Is that Friday night? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Friday night because you play so. Friday or Saturday 1 o'clock at that tent. So, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the Grizz Super Jam is the the Friday night or is that Saturday night, Barry? Because if you get to stay Friday night, you get uh, you get Childish Gambino. What? Yeah. yeah. Yep. But, uh, you get Childish Gambino Friday night and then the Super Jam shortly after uh, Childish Gambino. You got a big night in store for you. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I would... Oh, my God. It's going to be so fun, you guys. I'm so pumped. Man, Friday is a, a packed day. Yeah, I don't know if you've gone day. through the lineup, Diva, but, I mean, you've got... You're sharing uh, I mean, a couple of days... 
just lineup. Some, I haven't seen it all, but yeah. Say Saturday is is we're literally starting our day with you. That tent one o'clock. Bring the AC because it's <laughs> going to be very very hot Saturday at one o'clock. Is there anybody on the lineup you're looking forward to? To hanging out with and seeing Diva, especially? It's all kind of overwhelming. I mean, I'd l- obviously, I'd love to hang out with Childish Gambino. For me, I just want to check out, I just want to check out who surprises me. You know, I want to st- I want to go see a show that I might not have never seen that, or have never heard of. Well, like, that's the most exciting for me. How about, how about this on Friday night, Solange? I mean, I'm not going to lie, seeing Solange might mess me up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I, I love her so <laughs> Seeing oh Solange might like, mess me up. Yes, <laughs> you know it just might. I'm just, you know, that's just the truth. Wait a second, Solange's gonna be there. The Super Jam has somebody that's played in Beyonce's band. What a weird kind of connection. Yeah, Nikki. Yeah, Nikki. Yeah, that's Nikki, Nikki right? Classy. Wow. Yeah. Man, I'm starting to put the pieces together. I've got a conspiracy theory working in my head right now. Yeah, it says special guest. <laughs> yeah. Special guest. Uh-oh. Diva Mahal, thank you so much for spending some time with us. And I can't wait to meet you on the farm here in a couple of weeks in June, okay? Me too, you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Diva Mahal on the What Podcast, a podcast for Bonnaroovians by Bonnaroovians. Again, thank you for joining us. If you haven't already rated, uh, reviewed the podcast, that would be very nice of you. It helps us out. Uh, to get the word out, to you know, share more Bonnaroo stories, to bring some more people in. You guys have been pretty terrific, and the word's not pretty. Amazing, amazing, yeah, amazingly yeah. terrific in the last uh, year and a half. And not only do we appreciate it, but we're actually really excited about meeting you on the farm. So I hope, I hope that you uh, can find us in the uh, sea of 60,000, 70,000 people. Which, by the way, have we gotten a number from vendors at all? Have you seen any of the Reddit threads or the InfoRoos to see what numbers are like so far? I haven't checked anything. Just what I'm sort of hearing, and it's not specific, is that they're pretty good, um, like better than last year. But I, I don't know specific. We need to ask. Don't you know, there's a, there's a part of me that thought last year was about where I want it to be. Yeah, Selfishly, I, I think that that crowd was about exactly where I wanted it to be. I totally agree. It was still crowded. Uh, but it was not uncomfortably no. so. I don't yeah. remember a tent show where I felt like I wasn't part of it. And that's where I really feel like you 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 blow it when I'm at a tent and it's so big and it's so huge I can't I can't even function. Anymore. That and not being able to walk across this witch stage area. That's when it's yeah. when you can't get from one side to the that's other. That's a good point. Well, Diva Mahal, we appreciate her coming by uh stopping by giving Diva Mahal, we appreciate her calling in and uh, sharing her experience. Which, by the way, that's nuts to hear you're part of the Super Jam the moment we get on the Wasn't phone. I mean, that's a little strange. I don't know how great. that worked out. Uh, just We're just good. And she broke a little news, by the way, telling us what song she's playing. Yeah. yeah. Uh-oh. That was great. I don't think I like that. that was uh, great. Uh, so that's going to be exciting. And I wonder if anybody gets bumped this year. I wonder how often that happens, by the way. Somebody getting bumped for a bigger artist. I don't know. I need to figure out who that was. They I know got who that it bumped was. by. I can't think of the name right off. You yet. can't. Oh, damn. I'd love the to know. The one who got bumped by Brittany Howard. Uh, Brittany yeah, Howard, yeah. I'll think of it. So after Diva Mahal, which I absolutely want to check out now that uh, I've fallen in love with her infectious giggle, uh, I want to see her starting on Saturday morning, and then it becomes a total disaster. I've got all at one time, Barry, Hippocampus. Marin Morris, Bishop Briggs, Unknown Mortal Orchestra, and DeLacy all at the same time. That's insane. I know. That's absolutely insane. I passed up the opportunity of going to see DeLacy in New York this week, and I think I'm going to regret it. A, because this girl is unbelievably hot. I mean, she is unbelievably hot, but 
She's just got something, man. She's got this really great tone, and she's almost like Amy Winehouse with her, not just with her look, but her sound. I really, really enjoy her, and if I if I didn't love Unknown Mortal Orchestra as much as I do, I would probably choose DeLacy. But again, I've got Marin Morris there, and you know how much I love Marin Morris. Yeah, that's going to be... It's gonna be a lot of walk bys for me. I have a feeling. I mean, I can understand that. I would, I would mind walking by Hippo, Marin, Bishop Briggs, DeLacy, and then settling in an Unknown Mortal Orchestra because I really, really love that album a lot. Even though it got sort of ripped apart in the reviews. It's also gonna depend on how Wednesday and Thursday and Friday go. That's true because <laughs> honestly, Saturday is very down tempo. This yeah, is a right. this is a sit on a blanket kind of day for me on Saturday because. From that sort of, I would almost say, train wreck of a Saturday and, you know, a log jam of Hippocampus, Marin Morris, Bishop Briggs, I don't Mortal Orchestra and DeLacy, I've got a guy that I've been sort of obsessed with underground for a few years. It's Quinn 92, which I absolutely, for my Saturday, he's my Saturday, I will, will, will not miss. So I could probably do an entire episode just on Quinn 92. And uh, I, I, all I want to do is talk about him. All I want to do is talk to him. All I want to do is dis- dissect every single line of his of his songs. He's got so many songs that are, are I'm like, ah, damn it, that's about that girl. <laughs> oh, damn it, that's about her too. Oh, damn it, I remember that broken heart. It just crushes me too much. It hits yeah. way too close for me. Way, way too close. See, I want to meet that girl now. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't think you do. <laughs> Uh, they all, they all do yeah. not need to be spoken of. So, Quinn 92 is my absolute can't miss. And if I were to suggest anything to anybody, and I don't have many of these this, this year, Quinn 92 is the guy that I would almost grab you and say, if you got some time, go see it. All because right. he's he's just one song away. If the label can find the song for him, he's going to blow up. He's got he's got the songwriting chops. He's got the sound. He's got the the feel. His live show, I'm really excited to see if he could just find the right song. I think that he might be one of those guys that we look back and like Quinn ninety two was that Bonnaroo? Wow. Yeah, yeah I think nice. he's got a thing. Okay. He's got All a right. thing, and he's part of a record label that is near and dear to the What Podcasts heart. Love if it. you want to go back and listen to season one when we talked to Jim Burris from Columbia Records to see the record label side of how all of this works. He's on that label. So hopefully when Jimmy B stops by Camp Nut Butter this year, he'll be bringing Quinn 92. Love Jim. Love Jim. And that was a great episode. If you guys haven't heard it, I I almost forgot about that. That was, that was like what the second of our inside baseball looks on how things work. And it was uh, one of uh, the most popular ones that we've ever, because we spoke the less. Yeah. Well, I was getting ready to say, when that was one of our one-question interviews. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> an hour and a half later. An hour and a half later. And thanks for calling. <laughs> yeah, then uh, the He's rest terrific. of the day, the rest of the day for Saturday, again, very simple. It's it's Casey Musgraves, John Prine, very down-tempo, uh, and then it becomes all about the national. Honestly, my entire Saturday, and frankly, my entire post-Friday night revolves around two things, getting to Quinn 92 and getting to the National, mostly because I have lost my mind in the last year and a half over the National. Absolutely lost my mind. I was a fan for a while. I was like, oh yeah, this is all nice. And then sometime last year, or maybe a year and a half ago, maybe two years now, I watched that documentary about uh, his brother going on tour with them. And this documentary changed my entire perception of the National. 
And then I went to see the live. So I've seen the live show before, but it was during the day of Bonnaroo. I'll never forget. It was the year that Jimmy Buffett was there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember surprise add-on. Yeah, I remember watching the national. It was in the middle of the day, and I'm like, "What is this idiot doing? Crowd surfing to this droney, sad, depressing music? It was the most bizarre thing in the middle of the day." And from then, I was never like, like, oh, the National's fine. But I couldn't get that image out of my head of him crowd surfing with that music in the middle of the day. I think I actually, now that you say it, remember seeing that, wondering the same, and just didn't realize what it was. I didn't. didn't, What's that? It didn't connect with me. And then, so the albums come out, and they're fine. I like them. Then I watched that documentary, and everything changed. And I went to see him at Music Midtown last year. Or maybe it was a Shaky Knees. I don't remember. But it was a night show, and I became all in. I mean, this show is totally different at night and I implore you even if you're not a national fan it will make you a national fan their live show is unbelievable at night you know it's interesting to hear you say that because I wonder how many times any of us have developed an opinion of a band and then had it changed I mean you did that with my morning jacket and I think you did that out of respect for me, because you knew I was such a fan. So I you, went because you were you, a yes. tag along, right? Yeah. And, and then ended up loving it. I expected nothing out of it because I had seen them during the day. I was just okay with it. Right. I was like, oh, yeah, I get it. After right. three notes, I'm like, I see what this is. Yeah. But boy, at night, it's a totally different experience. Yeah. And of course, that was in Louisville at Forecastle, their home turf. So, but you, that was a good show. But uh, I just wonder how many, how many times we do that, you know, have an opinion and then uh, have it changed. I bet it doesn't happen a lot. I hope that the national show is not reliant on the new album because i don't know if it's going to be baked into the crowd as much as i uh, had hoped the new album's great i just don't know if it's going to work on a festival where you got to keep that energy up and this new album doesn't really have it but if they keep at sleep well beast watch out you said we're not so tired together what's it you It was. It's just one of these things that uh, it doesn't sound like it would work at night and live, but my God, does it! And I can't wait for how it's going to sound on the big stage. I think they're on the what? Are they on the what? Are they on the which? Got kind of a Leonard Cohen type of thing a little bit. Really? I mean, sometimes he he gets that way. I mean, he gets really down tempo, but. Even down tempo, there's such an intensity coming off from the stage that you're just engrossed in the entire experience for me. And even 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 non-fans, I think, are going to enjoy it. Uh, based on the light show alone, is terrific. Which stage? Saturday night. And then it goes into Post Malone. And from here, 
I'm just a I'm just a leaky sieve. I don't care where I go. I don't care where I end up. If I end up post Malone, yeah, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I think that post Malone show is going to be a lot of fun, and I think that's another spot where you see Chance the Rapper pop out. Yeah. If I miss it, I miss it. If I see it from the back, I see it from the back. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat myself up to try and absolutely be part of that moment. But if I'm there, I'm there. Yeah, I feel the same way. And then you know, the rest of the night, I have nothing. So you tell me what to do on Saturday night. Right. I mean, because after National, I am, honestly, my festival's made. I'm wide open for the rest of the, the next 36 hours. See, do we try to wander over to GA and see what's going on? I would, because yeah. that's about when you're going to find one of those secret shows. Right. I have I a know. feeling. So then I get into Sunday, and then I've got another you know total traffic jam with Princess, which is the, the Prince cover band with Maya Rudolph. Hobo Johnson, which I know everybody hates, but I'm sure it's going to be sort of fun. Brand Brandy Carlisle, who right. you know I'm I'm a sucker for these country girls, man. I'm a sucker for them. And then my dude Patrick Droney, I remember we found him during Bonnaroolette. Patrick Droney, he's got this sound, he's got this voice. Yeah. Do you not remember him, Barry? Yeah, 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 yeah. I I know it sounds crazy, and I oh, know right, right. I remember I know, who he is. Yeah, I know it's. It doesn't the, matter the the. the Face doesn't match. <laughs> Face doesn't match the sound. His name doesn't make any sense. But yeah, Patrick Droney is a guy that if if I can cut through the noise and cut through the, the mess, I might spend about 10 minutes <laughs> well, with him. All right, maybe I'm a little sucker for this. Oh, I don't know. I, he's so good. Oh, well. And I'm just, I'm worried that he's going to get lost in the shuffle. And that might be the reason why I go see him instead <laughs> of the others. Uh because that's what I think of when I think of you, the, yeah. looking out for the little guy. <laughs> You're so worried about, is is anybody going to be there? Yeah. He'll be all by himself. <laughs> yeah, maybe he'll invite me on stage. You know, I got to do a couple things with him. That is so not you. I want to swing by, I don't know how, but they found me just because I like the name. Yeah, that's a great name. And uh, they, they really turn the volume up and they, they play really hard and they play a really uh, active, fun show. So um, I'd like to give them a try. I don't know how, but they found me. And then the rest of the day is just, uh, uh, we keep saying this, me and a couple of people at camp, you'll hear this later when we talk about our Bonnaroo planning meeting, because by the way, that's this afternoon. Um, But we're going to get, on Saturday afternoon, we're getting ratchet. We (laughs) are going to get, Sunday Sunday, Sunday afternoon, we're getting Major League Ratchet. Uh, Because after the, I don't know how, but they found me, I got Little Dicky, Mac DeMarco, and then Cardi B. Yeah. So... I'm going to be wearing booty shorts and glitter. I don't know why, but I will be ratchet as ratchet can be for a period of about eight hours of Bonnaroo. I like it. <laughs> I like when you plan something like that. You know? Please, please, God, nobody in my industry find me. Please, because from Little Dicky to Mac DeMarco to Cardi B, there could not be a collection of more similar style people, artists, experiences, lifestyle than those three this weekend. That's a big finish. Right? <laughs> it's a bizarre way to end. <laughs> Little Dicky, Mac DeMarco, Cardi B. The only problem in this is that uh, if I do choose Cardi B, which I'm I'm choosing Cardi B, yeah. and I, I, I'm not going to miss Cardi B. Yeah, because it's going to be fun. I'm it's the just, same. It's too much of a cultural zeitgeist, man. It's too much of a zeitgeist for me to miss. It sucks because I'll be missing King Princess. I love her. I This girl is unbelievable. But, dude, after all of what we've gone through, after all the picks that I've given, King Princess is a little bit too serious for me for Sunday evening. Way too serious. I'm ready to blow it out on Sunday think evening. think you're going to be out of place with your glitter? 
Just a touch. Go walking in in your unicorn costume. Just a your touch. Okay. Just a touch. And then no the big judge, and it's going to be Sunday night. The big finish, and honestly, I'm actually getting sort of excited about how I'm finishing the the festival with fish. I'm really excited about the idea of I know nothing about them. I don't right. really know any of the songs. Right. I don't really know any of the. I know the culture. That's all I know. Right. So what I'm really excited about is sitting on a blanket and experiencing the culture around me from the Absolutely. back. Absolutely. For some reason, that just feels like a good way for us to end it, which we've never done. No, uh, not as a full group. Not as a full group. But yeah. you never stay on Sunday night. Yeah, I just last year was the first time. Because you want to get home and get to that pool. Yeah. Which is and, where you're going right now. And my wife. Who? I know, my wife. Oh, oh yeah. It's sad. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to saying, I, and I, I'm looking forward to that moment for some reason. I'm like you, Fish, uh, I don't expect to hate them. I'm not a particular fan. I, you know, um, I know what they do. I know the culture. I've told you one of my favorite uh, <laughs> early moments was that Sunday morning getting up to come home at six and uh, the guy came walking up towards our campsite and ran into a girl going the other way and they decided to sit down and share some acid i think he had a joint and she had acid or something and they started talking about trey okay and the guy kept saying trey this and trey that and trey and i have this bond like i can be in the audience looking at him thinking of a song and trey will start playing it I just, I sat back, I quit packing, I sat back down and just listened because it was the craziest conversation ever. <laughs> and no one else was awake. You know, that's really unfortunate as an example of the fish community, though. <laughs> I think it's perfect. I've had the exact same feeling about Brittany Howard. Uh, so I can't get too mad about that. Well, we've all done it. <laughs> we've all felt that connection, but this guy was so serious and it was the funniest thing. Where did they come from? Where was I? I don't know. This was early. I, I, it wasn't Camp Nutbutter. I mean, it was like one of my very really? first Bonnaroo's. Yeah. When you were camping just by yourself? By myself. I was all by myself. No one else was awake but these two people. They were so nice. They became instant friends. Really? They bonded over to I wonder if they're listening right now. I'd be surprised if the dude's still alive. <laughs> I hope he is. No. It was that serious, huh? It was huh? pretty harsh. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty harsh. I'm, yeah, it was hilarious. It was like It was like the perfect moment, especially for early Bonnaroo's. Man he was convinced that he and Trey were having mind melds. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, if you haven't already, it's Bonnaroo planning time. It is crunch time. We're going to our uh, planning meeting with Camp Nutbutter. So uh, I guess until next week, we'll see. You. We'll talk to you then. I guess catch us on Twitter at the What Podcast under at the What underscore Podcast. I'm right. sorry, that's what it is. Thanks everybody for listening. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands? This year? That matter. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corder. This is the story of the what. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.